0: Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Standig Room Only podcast. Yes, this is Ben standing and I cover the Washington football team for the Athletic. Joining me on the on this episode of the podcast, Washington starting linebacker Cole Holcomb caught up with him uh, today after practice. Discussed um, his progression uh, entering his third season. What it's like playing against ryan fitzpatrick in practice compared to some of the other quarterbacks we talked about uh the defense antonio gibson uh wit what's uh, a hall of fame based on a hobby or a habit he qualifies for a fun conversation with a fun guy in cole holcomb so we'll get to that in just a minute plus i'll share some thoughts about the latest going on in camp and and uh the Washington name change update. So we'll get to all that here in just a moment on the podcast. Appreciate everybody always checking out the podcast as well as my work. Over on the Athletic, I've got a new 53 man projection up today. This is today meaning Wednesday. I decided to not do just another uh, daily observations, but they're, you know, they're they're quasi sprinkled in and obviously based on what I'm seeing the 53 man projection is based on that. So you can check that out. Uh, and, and we don't have a um, an obvious deal right now, but there's always a subscription discount offer there. If you go click on one of my articles, you will see it. Um, and of course, you can subscribe to this podcast over on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere else you do your podcasting. Definitely appreciate everybody staying on top of that. And uh, more podcasts to come here <clears throat> in the coming days for sure. Um it has been um you know, it we've gotten into a little bit of the monotonous part of training camp for sure, but today was a bit of an interesting day. We'll get to that right here. First off, from an injury front, no Samus Reyes today. Ron Rivera tells us after practice that Samus will be out for Friday's game against the Bengals. He suffered a or he's in the concussion protocol program. Don't know exactly how that happened, uh, Samus obviously played in the game last Thursday against New England. Had to had a nice performance, but and, and he's been out practicing this week. He, he's been he stays after practice to do extra work, but he was he, he was um, out today. He was riding the the stationary bike for a bit, and then um, you know Rivera said that he would be out for Friday. Uh, I, I think what's interesting here is that I think Samus Reyes. He has a really good chance to make this team now, I think. And this is a, a potential aspect as opposed to, obviously, worries helping now. Rivera did say after the, the New England game that Samus Reyes is probably their most physical tight end. That doesn't necessarily mean he's one of their best three, but he's already shown some good things. They knew when they signed him in April as a college basketball player with zero football experience that they, they knew the timeline was not going to be quick. So they had to already be prepared for that. Seems like he's already shown some good, some good uh, returns for them. So you know, if if you bought into that, I don't know why you would be he- you would be leaning against keeping him, especially since as we've discussed before, the third tight end spot is kind of, you know, there's no there's nothing that overly exciting. tomorrow Hemingway was the guy that I would have penciled in as the third one before he's now missed a few a few days also in the concussion protocol, and he was also coming off a poor performance against the Patriots. I think Ricky Seals-Jones is the other guy to keep an eye on there, but they're, they're both two veterans who I imagine will clear waivers, and that's something to consider here when you're doing, if you're doing your own 53-man projection at home, you know, don't just look at, like, well, who do you think are the best 53 players uh, to a degree? You also have to figure out, well, if I cut certain guys, or I, I shouldn't say the best 53, like if you're projecting like a standard r- lineup or roster, like what do you want to have? You know, some players you want you may want to clear through waivers to get to the practice squad may not get there, and there's some guys who you may want to keep because you'd like them on a Sunday, but you could probably get them through waivers. And the practice squad rules, the same ones from a year ago, or uh, offer a little more manipulation. So um, I think there's a few things there that can that can work uh, to, to keep it to keep in mind. So I think Samus Reyes is a pretty good shot to make this roster, but. We'll see how long he's in the concussion protocol. There's always a chance that Washington says, hey, we'd love to stash him for a year to get to help him gain more experience. Of course, if you're on IR, you don't get to practice with the team. So there is a downside to that, but we will see how that goes. Uh, beyond Samus Reyes, Rivera, Ron Rivera passed on telling us who won't be playing against the Bengals. Uh, Washington only had, I want to say, six players who didn't participate in Last week's game, and I think only one of them uh, was 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 uh, coach's decision. Everybody else had some sort of reason or illness or or, or injury or something to stay out. Uh, and that one player uh, was say Nick Gugamos, I want to say, hope I got that name right. At the tight end. He was just released this week. So we'll keep that in mind. We'll see where, how Rivera chooses to play this. Uh, we already know from the Bengals and the Joe quarterback Joe Burrow will not be playing. Um, a lot of other teams are, 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 are holding players out, so we'll see what Rivera does. Indications are the starters will play, but for, you know exactly who and for how long that remains to be uh, seen. Beyond that, for practice today, there was a little bit of a skirmish. As I said, it's getting to be a little of the monotonous part of camp. And joking, and, and interestingly, talking to some of the other reporters, somebody said, you know, kind of need a, a, a fight to break this up. We actually then got one not too long after between offensive tackle David Steinmetz and pass rusher William Bradley King. Steinmetz threw a punch. William Bradley King tossed Steinmetz's helmet. Like, good 15 yards, it looked like. So, uh, order was restored quickly. No big deal. But, you know, that, that, that did happen today. Met, discussed a little bit of that with Cole Holcomb just in terms of um, – where guys her heads are at this time, uh, in into th- this deep into practice. Um, just some other quick thoughts about the Bengals game coming up. This is a good spot for Kyle Allen, right? Um, you know, I it's pretty obvious he's not challenging for the number two spot at this point. I asked Ron Rivera about this the other day, and he said, Yeah, no, Kyle Allen, it's about getting him, get knocking off the rust, getting back into form versus challenging Taylor Heineke for that second spot, which it looked like Allen was starting to do that. In Richmond, but you know, it's now been a couple of weeks, and he's back into practicing. You can tell he's he's been out for a minute. He's still maybe still dealing with a little bit of that ankle issue, so we'll see how that how that goes. Uh, this is also a good spot for the starting offense to take that next step. I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick did some good things last week. He's ta- he taught. We asked him this week about some of the anticipo- anticipatory throws. Is that the right word? I don't know. That uh, he made, particularly to Terry McLaurin over the middle and Logan Thomas outside, that got some big gains, and there's a comfort level that 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 that's revealed when it comes to making those kinds of throws. So good on, um, so Fitzpatrick showed progress there. On the other hand, both of Washington's drives. Ended without points. Obviously, Dustin Hopkins missing a field goal was part of that. But, you know, let's see the offense cash in. We don't necessarily need to have them two weeks in a row not getting in the end zone. I understand they may not play a lot of snaps. We don't know how long they'll go. Let's just say they double it and they have four drives. You know, you'd like to think you'd get in the end zone at least on one drive. Or at least even to just get to the goal line, you know, closer than they did. So, uh, good opportunity for there. And then, of course, you know, you've got just another opportunity for the rookies to progress. That includes Jamin Davis, who, you know, had sort of a quiet game in the uh, in the preseason opener. He talked about today, we, we had a chance to speak with Jamin Davis. He talked a little bit about, you know, getting to run down, you know, get running downhill a bit more. Basically just staying aggressive. Uh, you know, he's got a lot on his plate, obviously learning the new level, playing middle linebacker. And uh, we'll see that progress. Sam Cosme, right tackle. I think everybody thinks he had a pretty good game. In the opener, he is he has progressed nicely as well throughout uh, camp. Same with Benjamin St. Juice at cornerback; um, he was out there uh, a bit today, a bit more today than normal because William Jackson. I don't know if he played participated at all in practice, but he I didn't notice him. If he did, um, he's obviously been in and out of the of the um, lineup a little bit, but nonetheless, um, Benjamin St. Juice has done well, and also a guy like Jared Patterson, right? I think Jared Patterson is. Very, very much in the mix for a roster spot now, despite being an undrafted free agent. Washington paid him like he was drafted. They, they paid him the money of equal, essentially, to a seventh-round pick. And I think there's a pretty good chance he makes a team. Whether they keep three or four running backs is is one of those positional debates that we're all going to have and part of what my 53-man roster uh, was all about, which you can check that out. Uh, lastly, I just want to mention before we get to... Cole Holcomb, I want to mention this new name uh, video update that we got from the Washington football team. Jason Wright is seen talking to Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew. They are ostensibly discussing the name and they essentially are claiming that they're getting down, that they got it down to three. Uh, yes, they did they they are down to three. I was told to, to make sure make sure that was clear from the video it was a little vague, but I made sure that that was that that was clear. So they're down to three. And that has led to all kinds of speculation. Everybody's trying to guess. They're trying to lip read. They're trying to imagine. So Jason Wright says three names, and the names are bleeped out. And then Ron Rivera responds to one of the names. Jason Wright responds back. Every uh, every time somebody says something that that could potentially be a name, it gets bleeped out. Whether it was a name or a logo, who knows? The in earlier in the video, they showed um, some different potential names. I guess. Among them, Red Hogs, which was one of the names in the the athletics and a, a name change story that we did, with, uh, I did with Tariq El Bashir uh, now a couple months ago. Also, Commanders was one. We had Command and Hours, so that those two stood out to me. Here's what I will say: If you're spending time lip reading or trying to guess, here's what I would say: I think you're wasting your time. Not because it's 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 not conceivable that you could. That the, that the internet sleuths could figure this out based on who knows what. I don't know how people do the internet when it comes to figuring out how, how to, how to manipulate certain things, but let's just put that part aside. This is a decision, this name change that is impacting a, a, a multi-billion dollar organization. Okay. The, the amount of people who know what this name is, I can't believe it's pretty, is is very significant. Now, in the story that we wrote, it's you know among the people Jason Wright, his uh, assistant Julie Jensen, some other executives, oh and of course Dan Snyder and Tanya Snyder. Does Ron Rivera know the name? Maybe, I, 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 possibly Ron, Martin Mayhew. Maybe the 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 marketing company that's helping them run this po- from run this. Sure, I guess somebody there. But if you're telling me that an editor and a camera person who are shooting this, editing this video and shooting this Jason Wright video are also, no, people who are not high level people, I just find that hard to believe. And and I'm not smart enough to know how these, when you edit a story like this, how many people are involved. But if you're reaching the point of an editing bay inside the facility, then who knows who else would see it. So I I would doubt it if if Jason Wright is actually saying any of the names in that video. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're reckless. Maybe they just think it's screw it. We'll bleep this out. Nobody will know. Maybe they've already made the decision and they already have the trademark and none of this matters. And look, I've mentioned this before. I think they are doing a very good job of PR these days. I think they are taking, they are very much taking full advantage of everything that's at their disposal. Every time there's a little piece of information, they're turning it into something. And because nothing was happening under the previous regime, Bruce Allen never spoke publicly. At all to reporters about the team, let alone um, you know some of these big picture matters. Obviously, Dan Snyder is essentially a recluse; he doesn't he doesn't speak either. There was none of this happening. Jason Wright very much is out there, constantly giving interviews, whether it's a local media or national media. Uh, you know, Ron Rivera talks on some of these topics as well. But in a general sense, they, they are doing a very good job of getting PR out. This is no different. They are taking full advantage. Of, of these opportunities, good on them. I think people are start are getting a little bit carried away in terms of that, like, as if their opinion matters a ton. They're, I mean, the team is doing test marketing, and it's nice that they're, you know, the, the Jason Wright and others are asking some fans for their opinions. Ultimately, it's going to be what Dan Snyder wants, or Tanya, if you wanted to say Dan and Tanya Snyder, fine. But ultimately, that's what's going to happen. Everybody else may have, a, have, a, have an input or a thought, and if all these names that are rumored and out there... Dan Snyder doesn't like any of them. Then I would imagine that's gonna, not going to happen. If you want to tell me Roger Goodell has final say, that's a fun conspiracy theory, and we can we can play that game for sure. But in any event, it, it was a good video. Kudos to the for, to Washington for good PR. And if you guys are all, if you're having fun trying to figure out the name, rock on. If you're taking it seriously, come on, don't be don't don't be that people. Don't be that person. <laughs> um. All right. Let's. Uh, <clears throat> but let's do this though. Let's get into. My interview with Washington starting linebacker Cole Holcomb here on the Standard and Only podcast.
1: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based
0: live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. <laughs> All right, as I promised, joining us here on the podcast is uh, Washington starting linebacker Cole Holcomb. I just told Cole I'm using a selfie stick because we have to keep a distance, and it looks ridiculous. I feel ridiculous. He's allowed to make fun of me, but as a as a young guy, the you, selfie sticks is this part of your world? Like, w- w- when you see people with a selfie stick, do you kind of like, what the hell are they doing? Or what? Do you, or oh, is yeah. it normal? I,
1: mean, I, I uh, you know, I, I gave it a go one day, I think, and I think I snapped it in half by the time I was
0: done. When I walked in. When, when I walked into the store to buy this, I was like, I'm really embarrassed, but I kind of have to try to do something here.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely one of those. You gotta, you gotta kind of order it online and like don't tell anybody. Like keep the labels off. Yeah. Right. So, so
0: it's like it's like yeah. Exactly. Um, well, look. I appreciate the time. You just you got you just got done practice. Um, it's we are on this side of the of the aisle. Are calling this the dog days of practice because it feels like it's getting a bit repetitive. There was even maybe a little bit of a skirmish today, which you know not not involving you, but others, and maybe it's just sort of getting to that. I don't know if it's a monotonous thing or it's just it's hot today. Was a really humid day. What what's it kind of feel like at this point? You know, what do we know? Three weeks into into camp has the both the physical aspect but also the mentality of having to sort of grind through what is kind of to some degree a repetitive situation
1: uh yeah i mean you know the a lot of the young guys they're they're figuring it out that it's um you know i think in college you get to a point where it's like hey um i'm having fun i'm going to my classes i'm doing this i'm hanging out with my friends and then you know we we are you know we're playing a, a we're adults playing a kids game but it is a business in the end so it is a job and it is how you're going to feed your family it's how you're going to make your money so it really does become an all-day everyday thing live it love it you gotta you gotta live you gotta be you gotta you know step in with both feet you can't you can't be timid about anything and I think um you know it's definitely like you said you know guys you know some guys their legs are, are they're getting a lot more reps than they expected or they're getting you know they're they're the, the, the speed of the game's changing, so they're trying to keep up. Some guys' legs are a little tired, you know, but um, I think, you know, we're doing a good job. I just think, you know, today was kind of a, like you said, like I think a lot of – you know, some guys' focus might have been elsewhere. Um, I just think we just got to, you know, put that day behind us and, you know, come back focused tomorrow and get ready for Friday. By the
0: way, I love that in your answer you just said the young guys – think certainly <laughs> you are yeah. obviously still one yeah. of those guys but this is your third year and I just was asking Ron kind of what he's seen progress from you and he just talked about you know you could just basically see how you're getting better all the time and, and you know he's expecting a lot a lot out of you do you see we, we had you here at the podium the other day and, and we talked to you a little bit I just kind of feel the progression of, that you've had since when you came here year one and if so like what to you stands out whether even as a, as a, as a player and also even as a person how different things are for me when you first got here oh yeah I
1: mean actually we, we were talking about we were, we've been talking about that for a while like I'm, um, I know yesterday like what's um you know a couple of the guys you know got a bit on play action and then rush went on a spiel about my rookie year and my rookie year I was biting it could have been drop back pass and I was biting on the run like I was I don't know I was just all aggressive and excited to just go hit something so I was always stepping forward and uh you know Del Rio and and Russ and Robert Rivera, all those guys helped me a lot. Get it like, you know, trusting those run pass keys, being patient, trusting my eyes. Um, you know, second year in the defense, I feel like I've got a really good feel for for what Del Rio wants and what, you know, the things he's trying to accomplish with that defense. Um, and just being able to take that confidence and go out there and have a good time and have fun and, and just fly around. And, um, you know, like I said, I think I was saying, to somebody else the other day, like last year, I was in the beginning of the season, I kind of started off playing to not mess up. And then now I'm getting to a point where it's like, okay, now I know what I got to do. So now instead of, you know, necessarily thinking about what my job is, like I know what my job is. So now I can start looking and dissecting what the offense is giving me and get to be able to anticipate some things. And, um, you know, I think that's helped a lot. And, you know, just in the offseason, I have to talked about down there in, in Miami talking to Nathan O'Neill, getting to be able to talk to Luke this offseason. You know, he came in a few days, learned a lot from him. Um, TD last year was a huge help. You know, just getting to be able, able to talk to all these guys and t- take bits and pieces from what they do, you know, like it's not necessarily, oh, I'm going to go copy exactly what, you know, the way Luke Keely breaks his film down because I tried, I tried doing that and I had no idea what he was looking at, but I was able to take bits and pieces and put at it to how I do it to help my game. And, um, you know, I think I've, I've been able to do that uh, as the years have been going by, taking those bits and pieces and finding my own stuff and starting to work out and finding my own real things. I, I mean,
0: I feel like that's important both for, as professionally but also like in life. Like, you need to, it's important to learn from your elders and the people who've gone through the path before you, but ultimately, you're the one doing this. and like you have to be true to yourself and also only you know what's what you what you, what's your best skill set what's going to work for you so just because luke Keekley may have been successful doing whatever but maybe you can do something differently and, and bring a different interpretation i would think that's important to put your own um stamp on there what, what do you think without getting overly crazy what do you think your stamp is going to be th- this year like what do you see as sort of the the, the the cole holcomb projection for this year what's the thing or maybe at the end of the year what's the thing if you can accomplish this that you'll uh, kind of be proud of
1: uh I mean, I look forward to just kind of, you know, being, you know, be, it's like, you know, when you have you have people like you know Landon who's, like, you know, he can play deep, he can play up in the box, he plays the run well, you know, he's a Swiss Army knife for the safeties. You have Bobby McCain, that's a a Swiss Army knife. Bobby can go play nickel, Bobby can play free safety. I want to be able to be that for Lime for the for the LB room. So it's like, hey, this week we need a guy to play Will this day, hey, this week week, hey, we need you to go play Sam next week because there's a matchup that we don't like or we like your matchup over here better. Hey, you're going to have to call helmet this week. You're going to play outside this week. You know, like I, I want to be able to be whatever they need me to be that week and still be the best at that position and help, help my team win.
0: So, obviously, you're going to be in your real role, going to be dealing with running backs and tight ends. Antonio Gibson's about to walk up to the podium right behind us. Um, Obviously, he had dealt with a toe injury late last year. We're kind of watching him progress. It it seems like, obviously, he could have a big, you know what? See, this is probably the selfie stick. I'm not holding it in front of my face. I don't know if anybody just heard any of that. But Antonio Gibson, what do you see as sort of the step for him this year? What have you seen where his progression is? And as a linebacker, when you have to deal with a guy like that, how do you see, you know, how would you sort of view to defend him, not trying to? How tell you how to yeah, stop their routines, yeah. but like, what do you
1: kind of deal with him?
0: Um,
1: I mean, I think AG is going to be a serious problem. When, you know, he's uh, going in second year of like really playing running back, learning how to trust his vision, learning how to trust his instincts. Like, how to, um, you know, I think he's definitely coming to that a lot, and I think he's starting to realize like this is like 235. Like, he's a big back. So he can kind of be everything instead of just hey I'm gonna be a guy who played wide out and now I'm playing running back like I'm a big running back who can move like a wide receiver so I'm gonna I'm gonna use that to put my ability like if I need to run hard and I if we need two yards like I can be that guy if we need you know a guy to go split out and play in the slot and get it get a, get that matchup we need on a linebacker like he can do that you know work on his he's uh, he's doing great in the pass protection like, yeah, they're all they're all gonna be. You know, I, I like going against those running backs every day. Ag, every day it's it's always me and Ag. I love going against Ag. I love going against. Peyton J Pat, JD, JD. Yeah, that boy, JD. You,
0: you, 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 you it seems like everybody wants
1: JD. You just gave gave up a fired up look. Is he? What is it? Is he? Oh no, man. JD, JD. It's actually he makes it very fun because he is talking. He's talking talking you know he'll come over and stand over it on the defensive side by himself and be talking crap and and just jawing with everybody and it's awesome you know it keeps it keeps it like you want to you want a guy like that who makes you want to compete you know it's like might get mad but it's firing you up in a good way you know what i'm saying like it's a. Uh,
0: he's obviously a very different running back than, than Gibson is a bigger guy JD's I mean, they're both very fast and quick but JD's a quick is, is more of a thing for you at this point in your career where are you like do you I don't know if preference is the right word but do you prefer guarding one of those types or the other or what's the biggest challenge for you right now in your career dealing with a bigger guy like Gibson versus like that quicker guy like McKissick uh,
1: I mean with, with you know it's the thing is is like AG can can still move now. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, I have a big back versus a little back. But, you know, JD played receiver in college and he's still that scat third down running back where, you know, like he's, he is dangerous out of the backfield. He's very quick twitch and having played receiver and all that stuff, like coming out of the backfield, putting him in the slot, like he knows how to run those. Like they'll put him on the outside and they'll, an ex-receiver right? basically like standing out there now he's just got a linebacker on him and it's like okay we know who we're going to like he's he's got he's very quick so with jd it's all about hey i gotta i got to play this guy, i gotta get my hands on this guy and i gotta be able to keep my eyes get my eyes right if i'm looking at the wrong things like you, you, you're gonna lose with jd and it's, and it's really is the same way with he you know is just trying to get hands on ag he can be a little more physical you know pushing off certain things like that using his body leverage so with ag it's more of you know i gotta bring the fight to him and stuff like that and um you know really stay tight in the coverage and then both of them it's like hey most of the time you're gonna have to play some eyes and hands <laughs> yeah So he might be in that trailing position he might be in
0: We talk a lot about when we look ahead to the season the quarterbacks that are on the schedule starting week one with Justin Herbert and it just kind of keeps going uh, Mahomes Brady and so on for you as a linebacker do you s- scout those guys ahead of time or do you look at other positions whether it's running back tight end maybe even some off what, what do you do any time do you do sort of advanced prep on your own to get a feel or do you just kind of wait for the week of that of that week of the game to, to do that
1: uh yeah I mean during the offseason I'll go back and look at um you know, you try and look at their games from last year. Um, some of them, it's like, hey, you're watching. We're, like, we're playing this team, but we're going to watch, you know, playing Kansas City or Philly. Like, they are they have a new head coach. Like, a lot of the teams that have new head coaches that we're playing, new OCs. So, it's like we're watching where they were the OC from last year and stuff like that. Like, so... Um, yeah, like there's definitely prep work before the, before that week of the game, um, you know. But it's, I'd say my prep work before the game isn't necessarily like specifically breaking down. Hey, I'm just gonna go watch what Mahomes does. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna you know get a general breakdown, and then once I'm done with that, then I'll start looking at hey like what do these guys, you know, if we're gonna play a lot of man that week or something like that. Hey, what is their tight end? What kind of routes does he like? Where does he like to line up? Um, what's his splits? What, is, what routes does he run out of these formations and these formations? Um, you know, you try and scout guys like that because you are going to see him again and again. Um, a
0: couple, I'll get you out of here. A couple like silly questions just to sort of get to know guys better. Um, if you weren't doing this, if you were for whatever reason not doing football, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Work wise?
1: Oh, I don't, I don't yeah. Is that a, is that a profession? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I uh, don't know if that would be all I'd be doing, but I don't know. I love working outside. I'd, I'd be, I'd be doing something, phys- some physical activity. Um, you know, I, Pops has a car dealership, so always... So what is that option? <laughs> it's a
0: good, it's a good, it's a good option. Um, based on a hobby or a habit, what's a hall of fame that you would qualify for? Like some people have said a, they they go to Starbucks off and they'd be a Starbucks hall of famer. I personally am a Seven Eleven hall of famer. Other people, it's like they play the guitar or whatever it is. What's something that for you would be, be a hall of famer.
1: Uh, I'd say like my, you know, my hobby off season hobbies. Like it's like, I love playing I mean, get on the video games, lot like call of duty. Um, I love golf. I golf a lot during the offseason. Well, what, what are we shooting these days? Dude, I finally started shooting like, you know, mid to high 80s. Started breaking 90 finally, and then now we're back this season. So got a couple low 80s, and I was like, man, this is, this is going to stink, because I'm about to put the clubs up for another six months, and I just started breaking 90 again. But we'll get there. We'll get it back.
0: Um, and I guess to sort of lastly on, on, on that, this is not necessarily about you, I guess, but with Ryan Fitzpatrick, what's the difference? You are playing that that defense. You face, I've lost track of how many quarterbacks you've gone against in practice since you've been here. What's the difference you're saying between Fitzpatrick and how, versus some of the other guys, and how is he getting helping
1: you get ready for the season? Uh, I mean, dude, Fitz, it's like, you know, we, we want to – you know, when you're playing a vision, when you're playing when you're playing a zone coverage, that's a landmark coverage. And, you know, you're, everybody's taught, hey, look at the quarterback. We're we're playing off the quarterback. With Fitzy, you can't you ain't know, playing off him because dude's looking way left and he's throwing it way right, and he's, he's the king of the look the no look passes, and uh, you know he's having fun with it. So it's actually it's actually helped because it's you know you have to be. You have to it's not necessarily looking at his eyes and it's understanding like when you get those veteran quarterbacks, like they're gonna look you off. They know you're in vision coverage, they're gonna try and look you off. So it's like, hey, you've gotta be disciplined and trust what you're seeing and feeling around you and not taking just not just it, you know, instinctively going off of where he's looking. So it definitely he's definitely helped me with that aspect of being disciplined with oh, oh. the eyes. Oh, awesome The
0: king of the no-look pass I like it uh, Cole, I appreciate it Appreciate the time Appreciate you not making too much fun Of this ridiculous selfie stick And uh, good luck with everything We'll talk soon
1: Yeah, thanks for having me I'll
0: see you All right Fun conversation there With Cole Holcomb I definitely appreciate his time um, Definitely appreciated him uh, you know, the, the selfie stick conversation Was amusing to me um, It's embarrassing But we have If you, so I didn't mention this at the top So we now are allowed to talk to players in person, which we obviously were not allowed to do last year, but we've got to maintain a certain amount of distance. And uh, basically, you know, six feet. uh, They're on on one side of the rope. We're on the other side. And, you know, it's one thing if I'm just interviewing Cole Holcomb to – ask him questions without it being on the podcast, but if I want to do it the other way, I need to get the mic as close to him as possible and then have it close to me. And my arm is not, I'm not Giannis Kumpo. I can't extend my arm six feet. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, that that's why the selfie sticks exist. Anyway, what, what, what are you going to do? It's a brave new world. We're all trying to figure it out. Um, that's it. For this episode of the Standard Groom Only podcast, I really appreciate everybody for listening. As always, make sure you check out my 53-man projection and all my other work over on The Athletic and everything else we've got going on there as well. Um, More podcasts to come. There's a big game on Friday. We'll podcast at some point after that. I don't know if I'll podcast that night or the next day, but there will be a podcast soon thereafter for sure. And um, that's it for now. Until next time, see ya.